0: Welcome everybody to Wrestling is Cool, the coolest wrestling podcast on the planet. I'm here with Sancho West, our wonderful co-host doing the, is that the, the 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 dance of like the Dragon Ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would her uh, fusion do dance tri- name
1: be? Fuse thing.
0: Dude. Oh, oh, I'm dumb. I'm thinking Dragon Ball dumb when they man. like fuse, anyways. He's nerd. I'm sorry. Okay, Fortnite <laughs> man.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> that automatically makes you a nerd. No what. <laughs> what's up, man? Dude, it, what a what a great time for wrestling, I say. You know, I, I feel what's exciting is like wrestling is almost really close to must-watch. You don't want to miss out on a week. And so I, I, I'm enjoying the ride right now. I'm, I'm loving that we have started this podcast that feels like at the right time to talk about wrestling. I you know?
0: was thinking the same thing. Like what a perfect time to be able to have a platform to be able to geek out about wrestling. I don't know mm-hmm. about you. Um, I have friends. I don't know if you have any, um, but I, I have ha- a couple, you have a couple. Does it couple. feel at all, um, to you and like in your circle, that maybe WWE and wrestling is starting to maybe creep into the lexicon of not just hardcore wrestling fans. I'm starting to kind of hear the conversation
1: of wrestling, wrestling, Wrestling in the mainstream, which is so cool. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's, I mean, it's not at its height to what it can Mm. be, but hearing people just go, yeah, I think one of my favorite times I was, uh, I didn't get to tell you the story. Uh, I was at universal studios and there was people there, the workers. They were doing the, they were doing the exactly. Yeah. Right, they were doing that. They were doing the bloodline and I was like, I was like, yo, what's up? And they're like, oh, he knows. So it's like, it's definitely creeping into everyday life, which is great. Yeah, I saw, I can't remember the name of the football
0: team, but I saw Daniel Garcia's dance being done by a couple <laughs> of college football teams. Like dude, like where are wrestling is starting to seep in to some areas of, uh, of mainstream culture. And it's so cool to see, you it. know, I, I kind of just feel like this, like proud papa, like, yes. Yes, wrestling <laughs> continue to grow, my child. Uh, but uh yeah, man, it is a cool time to be a wrestling fan. It is a cool and exciting time to be a wrestling podcaster, content creator, because there's just so much to talk about from all corners of the world of professional wrestling. Our first topic of the show, we're gonna talk about Fast Lane, the fallout from Fast Lane, the fast the legendary Fast Lane press conference at the end. Yeet! Do you feel him, sir? We're gonna be talking of all about the memes that. Came from that, uh, but um, gut check, Sancho, um,
1: Fastlane. What do we think? I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, it I accomplished what I needed. I'm still not a fan of just five matches, and I think it's because I'm I'm a little I'm battle worn from Survivor Series, a thousand one pay per views because they only have four matches in there. And it's really tough to stay engaged with the match no matter how great it is, because it's just too many, t- it's too much time. There's too much talent on this roster. Throw in a segment, do pretty deadly something, throw in more stuff in between fast matches. I mean, there's no reason why Ivar should not have had a match here. There's no reason mm. why the brutal, the brutal brutes uh, or the brawling brutes, I'm sorry, should not have a match here. There, there is too much talent on the roster not to see them backstage. I think if they would have mixed in some backstage segments, uh, it's the same kind of feedback I have for payback. I mean, overall, the, the action in the ring was nice, and I felt that a, a lot of good things were happening. I feel that a couple of matches were let down based on the overhyping from, from us, I would say. Uh, but overall, it was a solid one. It, it, the most important things got over, and the most important things moved on, and that's what I always think is a W for PLE for sure. And I'm being a a, bas- a bad master of ceremonies
0: here. Just reminded me you mentioned the 1001 pay-per-views, which is available exclusively on Patreon, one of the wrestling is cool shows that again only available on Patreon where Sancho puts himself through agony as he tries <laughs> to get through every single survivor series leading up to Survivor Series 2023 CM Punk confirmed, we shall see. Um but yes, we are really not necessarily sponsored, but we are backed by our friends over at Patreon who are. Supporting us, there are lots of tiers over there, folks. Like you don't need to be paying, you know, the fifteen dollar tier. Like that's for the ballers, all right. For a couple of extra bucks, you can get the show three days early. You can get the additional podcast, "Wrestling Is Cool," plus from plus a bevy of extra shows. That I encourage you to just go check out. Go check out patreoncom mm-hmm. mm-hmm. zap If at the very least, just to get this show a few days early, because we're also going to be talking about the Tuesday night wars. But if you're listening to this in free feeds, you're going to be listening to this on Friday so you're gonna be behind you're gonna be behind
1: hopefully we're kind of
0: right what hopefully we shall you. see yes we should like do like pre-recordings like oh wow that thing that happened totally was crazy um <laughs> <laughs> uh, my gut check for Fastlane is very similar to yours um it was fine it was good it was more it, it wasn't bad i'll say this it just it felt like such a run-of-the-mill ple where it Although it felt like things happened, it also felt like things didn't progress forward that I, I think no, is
1: my, no I, I didn't how, like how much do you want to progress forward
0: well like if I look for example at like the women's match I didn't see mm-hmm. any progression anywhere in terms of like where they could go next with like the women's division like what's next for Io Sky what's next for Sharp? Mm-hmm. I don't I didn't really see any progression there uh, as much as we can celebrate Carlito appearing I don't think that there was any progression there either because we already knew that he was with the WWE we don't really know what his involved well, you knew you knew oh but not the casual fan come, come on, on come on okay come fine on. okay but people that are listening to this you guys are cool right. you guys are cool yeah, you're right, you're you guys right, are not right, casuals right. we all you're knew right, right. that Carlito was part of the WWE so this kind of just felt like something that should have already happened and mm. we're just trying to catch up to where we
1: should be that whole Carlito thing in the LWL can I say something here you yeah. know what it's, it's a weird thing to say as the number one LA Knight Glazer mm-hmm. <clears throat> i i'm glad you acknowledge this by the way i'm glad you're aware of 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 how bad it's been
0: with you and did you see the way he drove that slim jim (laughs) (laughs) dude i was dying (laughs) laughing i was like i would never be caught dead driving that let alone turning it into tokyo drift with it
1: (laughs) it wasn't him that drove come on on. (laughs) oh but anyway I think as the number one LA Knight fan, I always feel that Glazer. there was always, I guess, there was always a part of me that's like worried that, he, you know, because he has that thing where he, if he slipped on the ropes or, you know, there's, everyone's such a magnifying glass on him. And so when everything goes smooth for him, I am like doubly happy for him. You know what I mean? I'm like, yes, everything went well. You did your move on the turnbuckle that went off without a hitch. You did all your moves perfectly, and you look like a star. The crowd was with you; they were chanting with you for every single thing. You got that ultimate hot tag, which we didn't believe would happen. We thought it would be LA Knight, well known taking mm-hmm. all the punishment, and this time John Cena did. So W night for LA Knight. So that that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm in this camp, and it's a weird thing. And again, we talked about it before. My anxiety for LA Knight is I need to let that go because now he's a main event, and that that is the biggest thing. For me, why I think that PLE was a W because Fastlane is you put the stamp on LA Knight that he is a main eventer and no doubt leading the charge going forward. I mean, there's just I, I, I'm, I'm daring to say he's going to unseat Roman. You think he unseats him?
0: Well, okay. Well, funny enough, we have a question from Lord Beanie over on Patreon. Hello, yes, um thank you for supporting us, Lord Beanie, who says, Is LA Knight the one to actually get the undisputed WWE Universal Championship from Roman? It's really shaping up to be the trajectory they are going. So you who else? feel so who I've else? Well, I feel like it's, it's the rocker. Oh, Cody. I think those are the, okay. All right. Okay. Relax. All right. Go, go glaze some more La Knight donuts over there. I just okay. think that they are setting up La Knight versus Roman Reigns for sure, but you can't just toss La Knight versus Roman Reigns and make it a legitimate, believable, about that, La Knight could potentially. win. you need to build him up, you need to build him up to be as hot as, as powerful as humanly possible, so that the match with uh, versus Roman Reigns doesn't just get buried by Roman Reigns doing Roman Reigns faces, going like, "What the hell are you?" Right? You know, like you know how Roman Reigns is capable of burying people with just his facial expressions if they're not a serious contender to
1: him. That's hey, what he's not ready. He's not ready. You don't think La Knight is ready at the moment? No, I mean, every time he cuts a promo, he dips into, like, a weird thing that's so dated. And you're like, why call Paul Heyman fat, Josh? Well, I, I think he, i get understand. you.
0: But he needs to be ready, because I don't think that he's getting a WrestleMania match. I don't think that it's a—I don't think—with uh, Roman, I should say. I don't okay. think that it's that far out. I think that if we're getting LA Knight versus Roman, it's Survivor Crown Series. Crown, Crown well, Jewel, potentially. Cool. But, I, look, I actually think that— um because of the the Saudi it's a Saudi event Crown Jewel mm-hmm. um the the Crown Prince and the uh, Saudi government has a lot of pull as to what matches they want to see i think they want to see um Roman Reigns versus John Cena again um as you know i'm down for that i'm, I'm, I'm down for that. that i'm down for that yeah. but it's that to me is like a nothing match because it doesn't do anything for anybody they're both it's already it's, it's just yeah jewel. um so Roman Reigns would be winning that but it, survivor series is not far enough out for us to still be thinking about wanting to build up LA Knight. Like LA Knight, you're either ready now or you're not, honestly, especially cuz Roman Reigns returns to Friday Night SmackDown this week. So we're going to find out where this feud goes if it does go the
1: way of LA Knight. I feel though going reverting back to fall uh, to the fallout of Fastlane, I think that was a great match. And it just went perfectly for LA Knight. And John Cena did his thing. I, I mean, I got <laughs> I to I got, I give you props. I was worried for John Cena. I thought he'd be there, I mean, like I mentioned, for himself. But he, it was a great match. And I think, like, for a match that had nothing tied to it, it was just two heels and faces uh, facing each other. I think it was great. I mean, it, it was a good PLE. And everyone. I think everyone was asleep for that. Yeah. The Netflix crowd was just waiting for this match. Yeah. And there was... Sitting on their hands and waiting for their cheers for John Cena and LA Knight. This felt like um I mean you're the one that's
0: watching Survivor series, but this felt like such an eighties match. It felt it? like the 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 most over the top good guys the most over the top yep. beloved guys that are giant personalities coming together taking on you know the dastardly evil heels that are I- irreparably bad it just felt like such a such a simple eighty storyline of good versus bad and what's funny i like i really felt like john cena was just having the time of his life out there uh, the, the way he was just trying to continue to hype up the crowd and he was doing it not for himself. Like all of the hype that he was trying to generate was for L.A. Knight, and I, I, I hope people realize that this is, this is such an awesome thing for L.A. Knight. It, it's you know you might it might be easy to take it for granted all oh, like okay my God Cena getting involved and and Cena try being over the top and hokey with Cena like dude it's John Cena like it's John Cena 10 years from now when he's no longer in the ring he's gonna be in the conversation for the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling and he is trying to get LA Knight over that's huge and people are like well LA Knight doesn't need to get put over no, no 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 like I know LA Knight is already over. This is just the stamp of approval. This is, he's already signed the contract of being the most over WWE superstar. John Cena is laminating that contract, ensuring that it's not a flash in the pan, ensuring that when John Cena leaves, LA Knight can continue this hot streak, not for just one run against Roman Reigns, but for years. This is where the value of the John Cena involvement comes in to really help solidify the LA Knight run
1: for the long long-term not for the flash in the pan that it could easily become i did mention that if john cena's rub was just a hand raise that was it, it's john cena does his best work when he puts people over in the ring yes but, i mean like you mentioned yeah a80s match mega powers 2.0 oh stop stop i got I, so mad I got... wait what do you mean i know are you know no, no, hogan are not the same are you not saying that that macho man and la knight by the way la knight slim jim promo guy as well come on dude mega powers 2.0 i'm going to convince you
0: one day okay one day one day it's one just day. That, it's just these comparisons at this point it's become a meme in this community
1: that you it... are you not are you not telling me that LA knight could not win king of the ring if they ever brought that back i Look, mean he, this is... is
0: not your worst comparison Right, this Thank is you. not your worst one we're we're
1: Re-engineer. moving
0: in the right direction you know we i oh, yeah. st- you know I will we revert yeah I will we catch notes that reverts me back <laughs> yeah, we we started at rhea ripley versus raquel being sean michaels yep. and, oh, God, and, bret and bret yes. Hart. and we're evolving to making better comparisons so i'm okay I'll with that um what was your favorite match of fast lane? like from In-ring, whether it's in-ring, whether it was storyline-related, whether it's crowd reactions, what was the match that you enjoyed the
1: most? Uh, I mean, uh, Cody and Jay were kind of nice. I mean, to see the the Judgment Day storyline get uh, a little bit forward with JD McDonough, I I think that was a a very interesting thing, hitting him him in the knee and then not leading him to cashing in. I think there's still a problem. I would have liked... The Seth Rollins versus Nakamura a little bit more, but there's always going to be that notion with Money in the Bank that's always going to be that ghost, that you cannot fully enjoy mm. Seth Rollins and Nakamura because you're like, is Damien going to cash in? And I think that is a hidden problem with Money in the Bank. Either they should give out like a... They have three months to cash in, a year to cash in. He can't hold on to this thing forever. I mean, it, it just gets drawn out, and it gets it gets tiring to listen to the will they, won't they? And even though despite they had that thing with Rhea Ripley saying you can't cash it in, uh, Damian, it's just still we were like, mm, don't believe you. <laughs> you, yeah. might hob- you might hobble in. Um, so I would have picked Seth and Nakamura. Um, But I'd still have to go with Cena and and LA Knight. I would say the the second one would probably be the triple threat was Asuka, Charlotte, and Io. It definitely started cooking at the end, but that feeling of despite getting the double pin and and literally getting that – was a pin on Charlotte, right? It was a pin on Charlotte, yeah. Right. Uh, Even though it wasn't a clean victory, it was semi-clean. I mean, Bailey did get involved, and she said, don't get involved, Bailey." Um I just don't think they're going to do anything. I think that WWE does not know what to do with EO Sky. Like they have no idea how to move her, how to push her forward without damage control. And I think damage control with Bailey, it feels like Finn Bálor all over again like I mentioned mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know where they go with damage control. And I don't know if EO Sky continues on. I don't know if she's just a placeholder until Jade Cargill shows up or until maybe car uh Carrie sane shows up okay so, i don't know man
0: all right i mean we have a question from charles garbreath over on patreon and ask he asks a Gar- uh, Gal, Gar- he sounds he sounds her like Troopster. royalty yeah charles spring charles of gall um since eo pinned all three top women in smackdown oscar bianca belair and charlotte flair where do you see her going from here it sounds like you feel like she's a little
1: bit directionless Maybe she needs a, a better talking head for her, like a like a I think Bailey just doesn't doesn't do it for her. Like there's something that's not working, like I'm not saying a Heyman like, but there needs to be more managers for people like EO Sky that doesn't necessarily have this Kristen Cage type vibe like Bailey's gives all if Bailey was more like Kristen Cage in the AEW and decided to walk around the belt, I think that's an interesting angle. Granted AEW's already doing it, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like I said. I feel like the WWE does not know how to put, unfortunately, um, foreign talent over so easily. I mean, they're figuring it out with Nakamura, right? They, they're figuring it out with um, Gunther, right? They're figuring out with some of that kind of vibe. But when it comes to Io Sky, with a with like even Asuka, they still can't figure out how to put her over that much. I mean, we love her because we know how great she is, but it always feels like they always start something with asuka and they take it away they introduce demon asuka and then they take that away and there's just, it the, they they'll figure it out soon i trust triple h will get it done but uh, i i think it's just going to cost Sky this belt in order for it to move on to the next chapter
0: yeah I, I mean for me i think the next logical feud for Sky is bailey and if it is a feud with bailey which again but is do you
1: want to see that if, Do you want to see that? I if, mean, the way if, they've been booking Bailey and if, everything.
0: If the story makes sense, if they can make it interesting, yeah, I'm
1: I'm down so for what, it. So, what? Bailey gets the belt, or Eosky Sky beats Bailey? And oh, then if, they, if I think
0: if there's a feud between Bailey and Eosky, Sky, Bailey's winning that thing. I, I really think that 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 Bailey is eventually going to get her roses from Triple H for helping carry damage control um, for being, you know, a, a major leader in the women's division. I think eventually she's going to get her roses because I don't believe that Bailey has had a WrestleMania women's title match. I, I wish I no, I don't think that she has. And I could definitely see her maybe carrying that title and defending it against the likes of Bianca Belair or maybe a triple threat match with Bianca Belair and um, and Charlotte Flair. Because going into a WrestleMania match, as much as I adore Io Sky, um, I don't think that Io Sky as a champion really has the the carry, the pull to be able to be in a marquee match like that at this moment, the way that WWE has been booking her to look like a- They're, trying, 40- they're I, Do you think they're, they're trying. trying? I mean, her pitting Charlotte's kind of a big deal. Yeah, but she did, mean, But but Charlotte got the, the tap on Asuka first. Again, well, it wasn't the, even I, that
1: clean. I genuinely dislike Super Charlotte, by the way. The, it does not work for me. That's, that's what my one knock. Uh, of it. That's why it's my second in the fast lane the triple threat is because they made it uh, a handicap 2v1 It was and it's basically like, a 2v1. It was like yeah. a super Charlotte. You're like, all right, we get it charlotte You're you're above these tier women. You're definitely in your s tier and we get that uh, It just shows me what makes me more excited for Jade And I'm really hoping I was hoping that fast lane that Jade would show up and I was banking that Charlotte would win and then have a stare down which uh, jade would have a stare down with Charlotte flair in the ring yeah i mean the o- the only segment we got was already shown before in a social post of her getting the rub by triple h i mean there's no other wrestler i've ever seen in the longest time can you think that's ever gotten this much hype behind never. Jade Cargill? Carkill, where literally she rolls into fast lane and has triple h waiting for her there's never been anyone like vince waiting for anybody never anybody Never. And, and even even think about it. Even back in the day when Booker T and all the WCW guys came over. Never. Nobody. nobody. And all of them got buried. Yep. They got embarrassed tremendously by WC. Like, even Sting dude got buried by... Uh, WWE, yeah, when he came yeah, over. Yeah, so th- Sting
0: thought, hey, maybe if I wait 20 years to finally join WWE, maybe they won't be. Psych! We were waiting right. for you. We are still going to bear you. Yeah, we ne- I still thought it was weird that they showed her. You look great, at- oh, she looks amazing. She, th- that was yeah. your first glance at at, um, at Jade, Jade Cargill. Cargill. There you go. That's why people are excited She because she has the quintessential Zeke. WWE mm-hmm. megastar look, okay? She has a, a, a look that is so unique in a women's division as well. Um, But what I thought was weird was, you know, the focus on her in the pre-show arriving at at Fastlane, but not having anything for her at Fastlane, whether it was, I get sure. um, But even if it's just a stare down, like you said, a quick little backstage interview, anything it just it was just weird that she showed up in what looked to me like ring gear when she got out yeah yeah, when she got out of the out of the vehicle um and nothing right Uh, so I, i was actually expecting a lot more from that but for me sancho you gave your your favorite match like for me from an in-ring perspective i think i like the women's triple threat the most i didn't love the end result but i really like the last man standing match but it mm. suffered from the same problem that i've been you screaming called i called yep. it the you only called. way to beat a baby face in a last man standing match is to chop them in half with a chainsaw it is the only way to keep a babyface down seth rollins took Everything I know that it looked cheesy. It was a crash pad or whatever, but you know, suspend disbelief. That was supposed to be concrete that he landed on. He went through two tables, fell off a, a ladder. Nakamura had nunchucks, nunchucks. He hit him with everything Sancho and still kept getting up at nine. Some of the gnarliest uh, chair shots to the back I've seen in a long time and still kept getting up at nine. And one major sequence from Seth Rollins to Nakamura. Sure, it was a stomp pedigree falcon arrow through the table that that's enough like one big sequence is enough to beat the beat the heel i really love the match i think that this was the nakamura i think we were all waiting on like hey we wanted this vicious violent nakamura and we finally got him and i would have genuinely believed that this would have meant you know big things for nakamura either him winning or maybe conti- a continuation of nakamura in the main event before you jump in here sancho i have a question from Connor williamson who says thought shinsuke nakamura really showed out at Fastlane. lane between the build-up the ruthlessness throughout the match he really came through do y'all think he'll continue to get a push in this cool new direction or do you think he has served his purpose in wwe's eyes and he will be taken out
1: of the forefront what do you think Congratulations, Nakamura! You get Ricochet <laughs> for the eighteenth time. Is well, I mean, Ricochet has to get his, his his payback, right? He needs to get his his conclusion to that. I mean. Uh no, I the I thing is like I'm hot and cold on Nakamura. I'm really hot for him, but he's not giving me what I want. You know, I I we got the in ring, but just change the ring attire uh ring attire. Dude, when he came out on Raw and he beat up Ricochet in his just casual That's business. I want I wanna Yeah. He looks so good. He looks amazing. My man's rocking loafers. I'm telling <laughs> you, man, you don't mess with a man who wants to fight in loafers. No matter what, I agree. Um, that was one
0: of my biggest disappointments. Like I was like this kid a candy store, cause I kept saying like, "Take off the jacket, take off the jacket, yeah. take off the jacket." Good, good. Yeah, cause like that jacket, I'm like, "That's cool." He came out in yeah. this like, co- like really all white, all yeah. white like super lavish and jacket.
1: Butt, right? And yeah. I was like, "There's
0: something under there." No, mm-hmm. it's the it's literally the exact same glossy. Oh, I hate it. I hate that ring attire. Uh, it's uh, you're right. I would rather see him... I would rather see corner 7-11 loafers just got up at 11 oh, a.m. Yeah. to kick your ass Nakamura. That oh, is yeah, what I want to see. I'm with you 100%. I know
1: we're being sticklers on it, but it's like you're teasing us with it. you make it us see him do his thing. And granted, I know uh, from what I remember in the PG era they used to make wrestlers always wear the ring gear no matter what even if they weren't wrestling right and then they lax that up as time went on and I know that's probably Nakamura's style but please let him let him do his thing out yeah. there. I mean he look good out there. So overall um, Fastlane I I still gave it a thumbs up and when
0: uh, when I did my review of it I just wasn't overly you know over like I, what I said in my review If I didn't have this podcast, I would have stopped talking about Fastlane two days later. It wasn't a PLE that has me wanting to continue the conversation it wasn't a ple that had me wanting to dissect it and trying to understand where things are going i think the only era of uh, like aura of conversation that i want to have is um do we now have is ellie Knight ready like that's the main conversation that i'm having here because even carlito didn't do it for me by the way new entrance theme what are we doing that sucked i hated it i hated it where's the carlito caribbean cool Oh, did you see when they did the LWO champ, Carlitos just kind of standing there? He didn't do it. I'm telling you. They're hinting at it. They're hinting Remember, at it.
1: Remember, you made a bet, though. You said that yeah. if he doesn't turn by Friday, Friday, right? Friday. I'm calling it. Because they keep Stand saying. gifted, baby. Hey, hang
0: on. Hang on. It's not Friday Night SmackDown. It's the season premiere of Friday Night
1: SmackDown. I didn't even know that was a, I. I... Is that a thing? It's, like I don't know. But I did they make that up as time goes on? Like, no, they've done that before. They've done that before, no, but I don't know, I... but like is it the true date that the season premieres? It's always funny to me when I click like, for example, all the Survivor series and Peacock is like season one, episode one, season two, yeah. episode one. Like, it makes no sense to me I, but... It
0: makes no sense to me either. What I, I, um, So, this is being recorded the day after the most recent episode of Monday Night Raw. And, the season finale. Uh, the season finale. And Piper, there's a segment in the back w- between Piper Nevin and Chelsea right, Green right. and Natty and Tegan Knox. Yeah. Um, by the way, I know that you're the biggest Tegan Knox hater. I've been telling my entire community that you're you, yeah, the biggest Tegan Knox hater. Biggest Dude, Tegan Knox hater. There's
1: a spot for her. I, my, he, my kid would. My kid would love the rainbow hair. She looks awesome. I think there's a spot for wrestling for that Bailey void, truly. Like that bait like Girls and, and kids who go to the main event, they would love to see Tegan Knox wrestle. Don't let him and fool you. That... He,
0: he was t- he was talking all kinds of smack about Tegan Knox. She, there is some t- I, <laughs> that wall match wasn't that great. Though. It wasn't. We can talk about no. that in a second. Um, but what I was gonna say is there's a there's a segment between the two, and Piper Nevin goes uh to Natty, okay. How about you and I have a match next week on the season premiere of Monday Night raw? It's Like, no one talks like that. Why would you who who says that? We're going to have a match on the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. I
1: feel I feel that sometimes the men pull off corny dialogue like that a lot better than the women sometimes. You think so? Like, like look at Drew. Drew has some corny dialogue, but he makes it work so well for him. I don't know. It works for me. I, I, I'm Give me more Drew McIntyre, please. Oh, dude. dude <laughs> this, this direction of Drew McIntyre. I'm digging it. Well, I know we're it. getting ahead, but I was going to my wife. I was like, "What do you think of Drew? Huh?" I look at him. She's like, "Ooh, he's he's slimy." I'm like,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll, I'm i going to give Fast Lane my thumbs up. I think you're giving it right. your thumbs up as well.
1: It's a, it, it's, a, it's a good one. It just please don't give us just four or five matches. I think a lot of us are baking on these P.L.E.s to be as good as backlash and that it that's what it's, that i'm hoping for it needs to have like that standout moment and mm-hmm. if jade cargill came out and fast lane that would be like oh my oh my god yes yeah. jade's here i think actually you you hit
0: it on the head there's no standout moment there is mm-hmm. there is no standout moment for this, and Carlito wasn't an it again because we just knew we just knew it was it was it, happening. they
1: produced it wrong. Like just bring him out with everybody.
0: That was so. weird, right? How like yeah. it, they announced it as a handicap match, and all of a sudden he can just tag himself in. I know that like I'm trying <laughs> to find like logic in the world of professional wrestling, which is illogical most of the time. But like, come on, that was weird. Like it was it was weird? It was weird. Um, that press conference
1: was awesome though. <laughs> I love that I I think literally for for Jay and Cody they needed that press conference because they needed an identity for that tag team and it makes more sense that Jay is just this kooky (laughs) wild guy going like and then cody is just a straight man you know yeah yeah cody's just
0: a straight man do you think because uh payback didn't have a press conference do you think there's a possibility that they didn't think there was one and they were already starting to celebrate only to be told halfway through their drinks uh guys you have a press conference because i i feel like that would be that's that's just so too perfect i feel like that's exactly probably how it went there's no way that they purposely got drunk before that press conference my thing about it is
1: why are we having press conferences we look i love wrestling. you don't like them i like them no it's just weird it's like we know wrestling Like, come on, we all know wrestling, the the outcomes are scripted, right? And there's kayfabe and we all believe in it, but don't, like, I'm not a fan of wrestling trying to be like sports, like where they have the pre-show and they have the the presser and it's just like, as a writer, how can you the like, you have to buy into it too, right? When you're journalists in this wrestling world, you have to buy into these, these notions of, like, hey, you gave it all your uh, – today, and you, unfortunately, you came up short. How do you feel about that, Cody? It's not like football, right? Now, I may be shooting myself in the foot for a future opportunity with the WWE where they're like, hey – uh, we would love to have you on pre-show, but you said you didn't like them. I, well, you know, Chucky Ducky Quack Quack. I was so close to getting <laughs> get <it> in. <laughs> I,
0: I like funny. them. I, I you do? I, think I do. I think I like them because they're um, trying to be like New Japan, though. New Japan has those pressers. I think. Yeah. So show. does so does AEW. I like them because they just sometimes feel like such. They're so. You can tell that these questions aren't vetted and sometimes it just leads to beautiful chaos and sometimes that beautiful chaos leads to great moments like for example there was a a question that was asked to triple h that i know was meant to drum up controversy and drama like hey what do you think about adam copeland edge going to aew right. like straight up ask that and triple h just came up with like a beautiful answer saying like hey like i'm so happy for him i congratulated him i just think that it was the right time for him to move on and for the wwe to move like though without those press conference i don't think we'd get those cool little tidbit insights of reality but then sometimes those unscripted unvetted questions lead to Honestly, a lot of people think it's funny and dumb. I think honestly, I'm not some social justice warrior. I think it was really disrespectful for EO Sky's very first question after pinning Charlotte to be if she wants to have a match with Taylor Swift. That should in no way, shape, or form be the first question that is asked to your women's champion who just won the only women's match on the card who just beat two of the mo- like biggest legends in the women's division in the WWE ever in Asuka and Sh- in, in Charlotte Flair. And she's asked by, by, by a reporter, what do you think about the possibility of Taylor Swift coming to WWE? Would you like to have a match with Taylor Swift at WWE? Like, dude, come on, like read the room maybe ask her hey what do you think is next for you was that what you know how did you maybe even keep it storyline based you know how did you manage to persevere through That's beating two i'm trying to tell you they're not great though they're just weird i'm just though they are weird i'm just saying sometimes there Mad are weird moments that are just too magical that are such unique looks behind the curtain that we wouldn't get unless it was for these press conferences, like the, do you feel him, sir, moments. Like, though these are moments that are just, they're just such a great way for the hardcore wrestling fan to connect even more with the business I, of professional wrestling. You I know? just
1: feel like it leaves the door open for mistakes. I mean, that's what Big happened time. to CM Punk. Oh CM yeah, Punk made a bad mistakes in his presser. I mean, I saw one where Jericho accidentally hit a water bottle on somebody in AEW, one of the, it made him cut and bleed. It's, it's just, it, it it just sometimes, I feel like less is more, and I and I love the mystique of wrestling. Sometimes, in my opinion, you mm. know, like you didn't have those back in the day. You know, you didn't. You may imagine Hogan and Macho Man. Like, well, how do you feel about Miss Elizabeth hugging Hulk Hogan at the end of Survivor Series too? Okay, why does
0: that make you feel Macho Man? So then, like shows like the like uh, Ms. T V, the the Barber Shop, the like all of those talk shows that happen
1: on WWE Television. You don't like those well you're talking about the segments yeah like piper's pit piper's pit you don't like those that's different they're working angles there's no angles being worked in the press conference like if i missed a press uh presser i wouldn't feel like i missed out on anything except like a meme or that
0: that is true that is true uh you do yeah i guess i hear what you're saying i still like them i still i still want to see more of them i just think that they need to be more
1: vetted i think they need to be more vetted and the one thing I do say that has, you mentioned the magical moments, that magic between Jay and Cody allowed them to figure out some sort of chemistry because going forward, we like, who is Jay? Who is Cody as a tag team? they are two faces thrown together. What are they going to do? What's the dynamic? Is it like a mankind rock situation mm-hmm. where you, you don't know how they're going to gel? And now you're seeing it's going to gel that Cody's just going to be the straight man and he's trying to get to keep straight face with Jay and they're going to be goofballs. Like that's what I see them as. They're just two goofballs. And I enjoy that angle versus Sammy and KO where they're like a ticking time bomb. Like you, you, you know, when you saw Sammy and KO, they were kind of like, when is KO going to (laughs) turn? Like that is always the case with Sammy and K and Kevin Owens. But I feel like with Jay and Cody, I don't get this. When is Jay going to turn type of vibe, but that would be the biggest swerve in WWE history if jay all of a sudden turn on cody and then return the belts to roman reigns sancho stop
0: stop because we have a question from super malachi galaxy over on patreon who asks where do you think this storyline of cody rhodes and jay uso is going why do you think they were given the belts and what does this mean for the future it sounds like you had some tinfoil conspiracy here do you want to go first or do you want me to take there's, this one
1: there's no hear me out for there's me no bro. Here there's again. no hear me <laughs> I'm just simply thinking that they're just, they gave him the, I tweeted this out, they gave him the belts just to add a little bit more fire to Roman, make him more mad, sure. you know, like an ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend type situation, like, oh, how, how dare he do better, the grass is greener on that side, he's supposed to be with us, the bloodline type of view. Yeah, so here's what I think is going to happen, hear me out,
0: it's Uh I don't see Cody Rhodes or Jey Uso at any time losing these belts, it's me? never, I ne- after or before the press conference, never. They will no, no, never. No, like, after watching the press
1: conference? Without the press conference,
0: they were never going to lose these because they keep pushing off this announcement of who is going over to SmackDown. And I think it's Cody Rhodes. I think it's Cody Rhodes, and it's going to force a vacate of the championships and finally split them between SmackDown
1: and Raw. I'm pretty confident that this is where they're going. Question How'd you feel about Michael Cole grilling Cody Rhodes about finishing the story, Cody? I liked it. It <laughs> and, kind and... of. Re-
0: Go ahead. And I was just gonna say, in, in if anything, that to me added more fuel to my theory that he's the one going to SmackDown.
1: It kind of reminded me of uh, you know I, I'm a theater major and I thought studied that. It kind of reminded me of Greek play where Michael Cole is the chorus. And the chorus in the Greek play always says what the audience is thinking to the main character or the protagonist. And so Michael Cole is us asking him, what about the main belt? Are you done, Cody? I mean, now you have these belts. So I kind of liked it. It was very weird to make Michael Cole. I thought Wade Barrett would have been a better choice to kind of grill him. But uh, it kind of worked for me because that's what's all on our mind. And I like that Cody never answered that question. Uh, I kind of like that he never gave that answer to that because now we're going to have... Uh, a little bit more to follow along but I don't I, I don't at you... first I, th- I thought Jay and Cody were transitional champions but I, I don't think they're going to hold it on for a long time until Roman shows I think Roman is going to take back something from Bloodline somewhere mm. So yeah, I I you mentioned that you're a little confused
0: that it was um, it was Michael Cole instead of uh, Wade Barrett. But what you mentioned there, um, you know, uh, Michael Cole being a stand-in, a representation of the audience. I mm-hmm. think he's a better representation of the audience sure. than than somebody like a Wade Barrett, considering he's been the voice of the WWE for 20, 25 plus years, only missing two days if you if you recall. But interesting to note that Michael Cole has been playing this uh, kind of devil's advocate with the two main stars of the past two weeks with Seth Rollins telling him, you know, that you're the right. you're you're the puppet in this situation and now right. uh and no, now no, Cody no. Rhodes I'm kind of digging it and I think your explanation makes a lot of sense. I think that he is a good stand-in for the voice the voice of the voiceless if I want to keep making more right. punk references. But,
1: but look, at, look at that. I mean, look at this. Who's someone at the WWE or some writer has some playwriting experience because that's a old school tactic.
0: And I think it works uh, because because I was totally fine with the meme of Cody Rhodes is just doing some side quests. But until it was properly brought up on television, it really was like, dude, what are you doing here? right what do you and even the fact that Sami Zayn and, and jay uso came out and said you shouldn't have these belts like it should be us like why do you we work so hard at wrestlemania to make sure you jay uso didn't have these belts and now you have them with him this doesn't this doesn't compute this doesn't make any sense so um yeah the more that we that we're talking about this the more that i dissect what's going on here i think there's something really interesting
1: potentially cooking and brewing here You got to pay attention. It's, I mean, it's a segment you could easily ignore because there's no wrestling, but there's, there's. There's a nugget in there, a little little nugget of mm-hmm. truth to everything. So let's, uh, let's transition uh, into
0: talking about what's cool. Competition is cool, Sancho.
1: Whoa, Competition yeah, is. is
0: cool. Um, for those that are listening to this on free feeds, whether it's Spotify, YouTube, or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, you're listening to this on a Friday or after. Meanwhile, we are recording this on Tuesdays for our patrons to get it three days early. So this is going to be a lot more relevant to them because tonight on Tuesday we have NXT going head-to-head with Dynamite. To do to give you the quick spark notes to catch everybody up, uh, Dynamite has to go on Tuesdays because of playoff baseball, and they're having a big show called Title Tuesday. NXT has said, oh, hell nah, you're in our territory, and decided to announce John Cena. They decided to announce Asuka, Cody Rhodes, The Undertaker, Paul Heyman. Uh, they've got the Brawling Brutes on. There's rumors of even more coming down to be a part of NXT just to really you know take it to to dynamite dynamite has in turn retaliated with one of the most insane cards that i've seen it looks like a premium live event uh with insane matches like swerve strickland versus brian danielson um we have ray fenix versus um john moxley saw so a lot of insane matches there. the debut of edge adam copeland uh christian is going to be on the show then nxt says well our first 30 minutes are going to be commercial free and then dynamite says well our first 30 minutes are going to be commercial free and then nxt says well we're going to go over 15 minutes so then dynamite says well we're going to start half an hour early so this is just great for wrestling fans because it is forcing wrestling and across the world to step its game up you want my eyeballs demand my eyeballs and how do you demand my eyeballs by putting on a kick-ass card by putting on great matches by telling great storylines that's why i think competition is cool and there's no better example of competition being cool than what we're seeing right now with the tuesday night single battle war that i wouldn't hate if you know we're going to talk a little bit about this maybe the wwe smells blood in the in the water
1: and just decides to move nxt to wednesdays they could do it. I mean, they totally could do it. And then, I mean, what the thing about WWE and AEW is? I agree with you in that, that WWE feels like there's a weakness here, and I, I think no doubt CM Punk is coming, and that's going to be a huge black eye for AEW, and that's definitely going to de de facto or like uh, you know pull over audience members who love CM Punk and they follow him no matter where he goes away from AEW, and. It's just there's so much writing on the wall that AEW definitely is trying to fill the void with a lot of um, their talent. The, you talked about ratings. The ratings are not there for AEW as much as they used to. Um, Edge's like, appearance hasn't been popping off for them as they expected. He's not moving as much as people. He's not getting with those eyeballs. And it just doesn't mean that AEW is a bad product. It's just right now they unexpectedly had to let go their one of their top stars and they have to try and find a way to regain some of their footing and i think because of that wwe is like let's strike harder and we're going to full send we have john cena was full send him down to nxt we have great names like undertaker where people will watch whatever he does and we're going to introduce not only the world to our nxt talent but we're going to show that we have no problems flaunting our numbers. And they do this with Xbox and PlayStation, by the way, if you want to talk about video games. When a company does well, like PlayStation or Microsoft, they will talk about sales number, they will talk about it incessantly. You will hear it nonstop from the company that's winning. And the WWE has been flaunting social media numbers for the past month, like crazy. Best social media posts with The Rock, best Jade Cargill uh, social posts all over the place. Uh best fast lane of all time with most viewers. Da 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 da. So if WWE wins tomorrow or today at the time of this recording, you're gonna hear it nonstop throughout the week and you're gonna hear it going all the way. And I don't think AEW budgets, I don't think AEW's worried because they have the money to withstand that, but it's just gonna make a lot of people wonder where is AEW where do they keep going? Like, if they put you, like you mentioned, a PLE or a pay-per-view type card, and they can't beat NXT, I
0: mean, what's that tough. gonna say? Man?
1: That's tough. That is tough. Yeah, and but it's cool. I mean, competition is cool because that cool. means they could they could try to grab someone from WWE. They could put Dolph on. There's so many options that WWE uh, can't do because AW has the cash. But I think this Endeavor deal with TKO and UFC puts WWE in a strong position to. Make some big moves, and getting CM Punk would be one of them. Having a great crown jewel would be one of them. No, 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 man. I think if you're an AEW fan and you want them to quote-unquote win, because no matter what, we benefit from these great battles. You might have to be worried about the this Tuesday
0: tonight um i like i'm willing to bet the house that nxt does bigger numbers than than dynamite tonight first and foremost like dynamite is at a disadvantage being on, on a different dif- night, it's right? on a different night that automatically puts it at a disadvantage because there's going to be a good portion of dynamite viewers that aren't hardcore that aren't following you know the online conversation that don't follow tony khan on twitter that may not even know that it's moving over to tuesday so dynamite's already in an uphill battle meanwhile nxt is just is they're they're in the trenches right dynamite is the one storming the trenches and nxt just has to sit down put down more machine guns put down more sandbags in order to be able to win this assault from dynamite and i'm confident that they're gonna do bigger numbers i don't care who does bigger numbers that's the thing and neither should you as wrestling viewers you should just care that there's wrestling and that there's a lot of wrestling and that wrestling is awesome wrestling is cool um but i just think it's pretty badass that wwe is willing to um to do this for their developmental brand but I also think that this is a big wake-up call to people that think that Dynamite could start to nip at the heels of Raw or SmackDown. No, you can't. You still need to. You like you. You are not in the conversation with Raw and SmackDown. You are in the conversation with NXT, and this is. And it's. I just want that to serve as a reality check that one company has been around for fifty years, and the other one has been around for four. NXT is a more known brand than aew like nxt has just been around for longer uh but ultimately the point that i'm just trying to make is that i'm excited for these two to go uh head to head in a future if uh, let's say nxt knocks it out of the park here they maybe break a million viewers i don't think it's a crazy world. That Endeavor says, let's go for the jugular and let's just move NXT back to Wednesdays and let's counter program Dynamite. I could definitely see that happening.
1: It could. And that's the thing is like Tony Khan could withstand that. The cons could withstand losing money. I mean, we saw it when the WCW versus uh, uh, WWF in the Monday Night Wars. I mean, eventually the reason why they lost is Ted Turner eventually tapped out. And then before you know it, the McMahon's bought WCW and it was over. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. This will be the true test for Tony Khan and see how much of a leader he can be into these new possible Wednesday night wars. I mean, AEW did win the first time though. They did push they did. NXT back to Tuesday. So they did. They did. But now- who do they do that with? Who do they do that with? Look at the roster that they did that with. Right, mm-hmm. the roster is completely different than it is now. And you know, at at the time, I'm trying to think, it was Wardlow. It was Chris Jericho and the Chris Jericho Appreciation Society. It, it was, you know, Orange Cassidy it was Moxley. I know there's and Hangman Page and it was the Young Bucks. I know they're still there now, but I feel that if you're a casual fan, when you think Cody about Rhodes, AEW, by the way, and Cody Rhodes, right? Yeah. So th- there's just a lot of different things that were happening at that time. And the roster was much more, more cohesive. And they were moving in the, in the one direction. I feel like, and right now with God knows with CM Punk getting fired and everybody like, like, wondering the only storyline that i'm attached to is edge and christian. Kind
0: of me too man. Right. And, and 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 i'm a dynamite in collision watcher. Like i'm i'm right. up to date on on both so this isn't coming from somebody that's a WWE shill. Like i i like both shows but they it, it is objectively the weakest time in AEW right now in terms of right. um in terms of storytelling. I think that they're still putting on banger matches but to a certain degree banger matches only matter when you have great storylines to make us care about the awesome stuff that's going on in the ring for example yes great gray fenix is having great matches for that uh for that international championship but they're all open challenge matches there's no storyline it's just like hey now this week i'm fighting this guy now this next week i'm fighting that guy there's no long narrative to make me care about a a major Ray Fenix match, aside from the one that he's having this Tuesday with, of course, John Moxley, but it is, it seems to be like a, a, common criticism of AEW right now where they're having fantastic matches for the sake of having fantastic matches like a great example as well is danielson versus um zach saber jr which is going down as like one of the best technical matches of all time but a lot of people are like yeah but like so like i it was it was a great match but what was the storyline like what's the payoff what is the long term what is the long term reason for me to care was it really just to make one PLE awesome. Like th- this doesn't make me wanna tune in to Dynamite or to Collision. And, and that I think is just a problem across the board with AEW
1: right now. To kind of play devil's advocate to your thing about Phoenix being a open challenge. I think it was different in a little bit with Cena. Cause when Cena had the US belt, he was providing kind of rubs for anyone who challenged them. Sure. I don't know if anyone would benefit from a Phoenix rub in aew as much as say it was if it was moxley or jericho or sting if he could wrestle every night that type of thing.
0: yeah omega doing an open challenge yeah, that'd down. Be amazing down
1: oh. right that's huge right
0: that's huge mm-hmm. but ray fenix having an open challenge it's just for the sake of having a good match a good in-ring match but it's tough to to sink your teeth into that for something long term to to really care about. Um, we talked briefly there about CM Punk um, with him potentially returning to the WWE. Uh, I still think it's a major loss for AEW. Um, you know, I think it's a loss that Ultimate. It's a it's a reset that they needed. I think they did need to get rid of him, but it doesn't change the fact that it was a major loss. Like from storylines that we'll we're never gonna have matches that we're never gonna have like that's subjective reasons but then there's objective reasons like collision having been doing 700 to 800,000 viewers now barely cracking 300,000 attendance for collision being dismal like looking worse than just your average you know impact show like it's not looking great um so I, I wanna take this one first because I've already done a YouTube video on it and the question of should CM Punk return to the WWE? And I'm gonna give you some of the reasons why I think he should return to the WWE and, and I'd like to hear what you think, if you think I'm completely off or if you if you agree. One of the reasons I, agree, I, I believe that CM Punk should go to the WWE is one, like as a business decision, I think it makes a tremendous amount of sense because CM Punk is a proven commodity both in WWE and in AEW, and it's two types and, and he provides two types of financial commodities that are huge for the wwe cm punk is a known merch seller wwe is notorious for for making the decision on who to push and who to not push based on merch sales. And CM Punk- Yeah, seriously, it it sounds silly that your t-shirt sales matter in terms of what storylines you get. It does in the WWE. CM Punk was not even close, far and away, the top merch seller over in AEW. And when he was in the WWE, he was a top merch seller there as well, constantly outselling the likes of Cena. So he's a known merch seller two he is a known ratings draw over in aew in a major ratings draws we're seeing what's going on with collision collapsing right now but on top of that cm punk was the entire reason they landed the collision tv deal it was sold on the back and the promise that this was going to be the cm punk show and wb said yeah we see the money let's give AEW Tony Khan this two-hour TV slot on a Saturday that's going up against college football and they were still drawing 700 to 800,000 viewers so CM Punk is a ratings draw not only a ratings draw but a big enough ratings draw to win a TV deal for AEW and right now, the WWE is in the middle of TV rate negotiations. So if you bring CM Punk, you're getting a merch seller. You're getting somebody to help potentially renegotiate a bigger deal for Raw and NXT. So the biggest con of all of this is, well, he's a, quote, locker room toxic pariah is what we what we hear. But here's the thing. In AEW, he was a massive shark in a tiny pond. He was totally capable of pushing his weight around because he knew he could take his ball and go home and ratings would go. He controlled things in AEW. He was a major needle mover in the WWE. He's a spoke on the wheel and without him, whether he wants to play ball or not, that wheel is going to keep moving. And on top of that, If he doesn't wanna play ball, he has no leverage. He can't just go back to AEW. So when he comes to the WWE locker room, he's coming into a locker room that I personally believe he needs more than they need them. So they're gonna be able to much more easily control somebody like CM Punk because he's not gonna be the top guy in that company. He might not even be one of the top five guys in that company, frankly, because the WWE is just so stacked. So you're gonna have a ratings drawer, a merch seller, and somebody that was thought to be difficult to deal with in the locker room but in the context of the wwe i think they can control him because he has no leverage that's why i think they should bring back cm punk it's a business decision i think it's a good one
1: i agree that they should bring him back not not this for the same reason well to add to your reasons so to speak is what kind of legacy the cm punk wants to have at the end of the day He still has time as a wrestler to change his narrative. That he, all the things that you said, that people were talking about him behind the curtains and what's being said on the internet. Does maybe CM Punk care or what people think about him? No, but still, at the end of the day, he still is one of the best of all time that's ever done it. And his stint at the WWE proves it. And the draw that he was in AEW proves it as well, that people will come to see CM Punk wrestle. No matter if he lost a step here and there, no matter if he's not as you know strong as he used to be or quick as he was, he still is a draw and he still is a name. Now, the, the thing that is different for him is that I feel that the WWE could protect him a lot longer in terms of his body, the wrestling style. We're not expecting CM Punk to be in a car crash like in AEW. Uh, you know, that kind of wrestling style could catch up to you. At the same time as well, he could be like the edge that he was currently that WWE had where he comes in and wrestles at a POE, has a feud, pops up here and there on a Raw if he, or SmackDown and just does his thing and then leave. And at the same time, he could be that Crown Jewel guy where he comes in and has a big major match with Cena at Crown Jewel. He could draw Roman. There's so many great things that CM Punk is could still do. And at the same time as well, I feel that the, a CM Punk on your roster, it, you know, it just sounds right to me. Where else are you going to do? Where else are you going to go? And even if CM Punk ended up being a commentator, he's great to have around in that notion. He's he's just a great, as a wrestler, he's great to have. And I just don't think at the end of the day, he wants to just disappear and be known as like, hey, your last thing in, a, in wrestling in general was you being fired literally right after you hit the curtain for the biggest draw in London. And, I think as well, if he is very pe- if if CM Punk is petty, let's just say he's quote petty, right? Let's just put that on him. He would want to stick it to AEW by going to WWE. I would want to do that. I would want to. Right. Like, I, I don't right. even think it's that's like, petty. Oh, you, I think. You, it, oh, you fired me? You, yeah. you fired me, and then you put it on. You told everybody that I threatened you, and you feared your life, and you made. <laughs> I you still made laugh the, at that. And you made me like this this bad guy, this ultimate bad guy that no one wants to work with me. You know what? Well, I'm going to go ahead and take down your company by going to WWE and proving that you made a mistake. That's totally yeah. a good thing. It's, and that, it's like, is it a toxic reason to go to WWE? Sure, but WWE will benefit. And at the same time, uh, dude, CM Punk could go to NXT and make a stint there, right? Hell C- yeah, dude. That's what I mean. There's so many. There's so much to do. Sancho, send
0: them to NXT and then move oh. NXT to Wednesdays. That's Boom. what
1: I'm saying, dude. And oh. he doesn't have to stay there forever. He could just make an appearance and have the belt, NXT belt, for a while. And before you know it, NXT goes over and destroys the AEW. That's it's my favorite.
0: Song. Hear me out, ever. Really, I love it. I'm- I love it dude I don't even think that's petty I just think that's like a normal human response to want and I think it goes with what you said with like trying to um maybe change the the perception of your legacy right right? change that narrative like yeah okay all right you made a mistake and I'm gonna prove to you that you made a mistake by becoming a megastar over here and earning a lot of money over
1: here I think that's just a natural human response I don't think there's any wrestler that's been in CM Punk's position before ever that's been fired from a promotion and then has the ability to be over in the other instantly. Instantly. Yeah. Wow. Instantly. What a
0: time to be a wrestling fan, man what a it's time for, to be a wrestling fan let's go through a couple of more patreon questions before we wrap things up with the new heat order new new heat uh, new, order, new, new heat order. Uh, we have one from. Uh, by the way if you want to send in your questions for next week's episode make sure that uh, that, uh, that you sign up for the patreon patreon.com slash Santi's app where Speedy McCrab <laughs> sent in hey Santi and Sancho I was at Fastlane oh, last night and I was wondering yeah. after this show if you think Indianapolis is capable of hosting an A-show Show pay-per-view. Love the pod. Have a great day. What did you think, Sancho?
1: I, I look, one, you're you're probably from Indianapolis speedy McTurtle, right? Was that the name? McCrab. McCrab. <laughs> oh, <Nick> Apologies. <laughs> a shell's a shell in my mind. <laughs> oh. That's crustaceanist. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um listen, Indy, let's be real. You sat on your hands for three matches and then you finally woke up for LA night and see I get it. I mean, they're exciting. And, you know, no. Uh, you know, Pat McAfee's out there getting those cheap pops left and right. You're not going to get a, a big four. I mean, granted, you have a great stadium at the Colt Stadium, right? Uh, whatever whatever they call it, that little warehouse it looks like. Yeah, uh, the...
0: Lucas Oil Stadium. Is yeah, that what they I
1: guess, no, that's not like that. It, it, it would hold a great, but I don't think, I. you know. there might be great places to hang out in Indianapolis, and I heard of some cool places out there near the field, but. Let's be real. W's is out there just trying to get cheap pops out again. Then maybe you, know, Wasante, you have a theory about this, what are they trying to do here?
0: Yeah. My tinfoil theory is that this is just uh, to put uh, political pressure on local governments to bid for WrestleMania, because I think that WrestleMania is becoming the Olympics or the, the FIFA world cup, because it's for such sure. a, it's such a major economic boost. It's, it's, it's like, two like night draw, two, two, two night, night draw. draw. Uh, and I think that they're trying to get these governments to bid pay money doubloons for Wrestlemania to be in their city in your city sorry I just I, all these all these references just come to me man uh I just think that these
1: you know imagine a- being your partner right in real life you know <laughs> living
0: with you <laughs> Um yeah, I just think that these are fake, you know, when they say WrestleMania, we wanted to come to London. I think they just, they're just trying to put pressure on the government of London to bid for WrestleMania. We wanted to come to Indianapolis. Yeah, they, they, WWE doesn't want to go doesn't want to go to Indianapolis or they want to go to a big city, but if Indianapolis is willing to pony up a ton of money, <laughs> excuse me, to have WrestleMania, I, they're willing to do it. I think it's just a ploy to get these governments to pay
1: money. That's what I think. It should go to London though. I would love that. I would be awesome. They want to get that world record. They want to get that back. I thought I'm so
0: confused about this world record. I thought Dallas had it because they had apparently over a hundred thousand people at WrestleMania 32 when it was in Dallas. It's it's just so weird. It like the difference between like gate attendance and paid tickets. Like it's these companies just like changing the definition of what the record is because WWE still
1: claims to have the record. WWE and the AT&T Stadium, there's a lot of standing room from what I remember. So they was the AWC saying sold seats i don't know i don't dude I don't, like they're just changing it, it's becoming espn lebron stats you know what i mean by that yeah where espn yeah, you is that.
0: like yeah, had um, you know lebron james is the first player in nba history to uh score 22 points after eating five hot dogs in
1: uh no oh, i eating... not a lebron fan eh wow oh, no
0: i like lebron i'm just saying it's espn <laughs> that just comes up with these ridiculous stats anyways next know. question it sounds like you're not a lebron fan okay <laughs> <laughs> 6224 cash says who is is next for gunta Ooh. if they don't pull the Ooh. trigger on gable Ooh. i don't Ooh. think they're pulling the trigger on gable I what do you mean if they don't they're not clearly they're not they're not they're not, they're not. I we've been preaching this for a while sancho for people
1: to drop the, the gable dream it's dead it's dead give, give him his flowers the other kind this man's in the grave yeah the gable pushes over i mean clearly I, well, I mean, we both agree that Gunther's just holding on to his belt. There's no reason for him to drop it, but I, I like your, your theory on this one. Yeah, this is, and I, 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 I want to hear you out on you this wanna one. You want to hear brother. me out on this one. I, I think
0: that beating Gunther is too big of a burden for an up-and-comer to take on. And what I mean by the up-and-comers, I mean like the Tommaso Ciampa's, the Gargano's, Ricochet's, Ricochets, um, the Bronson Reed's, right? Like those fellas that are on the rise, uh, that are totally worthy of winning an Intercontinental Championship, but Gunther has just gotten it to such heights that if one of them were to win, I don't think that they can bear the expectations of what to do with it next. So I think what they're going to do is have a legend beat Gunther for this at a major show because the legend is gonna be Sheamus. I think it's, Ooh. I think it's gonna be Sheamus. I think it's gonna be Sheamus at WrestleMania because Sheamus can take that burden because he's already a WWE hall of famer while at the same time making history with Sheamus but making him a grand slam champion. With all due respect, the Gable train is gone. Bronson Reed ain't it, Champa was in it. I don't think anyone is it unless it's Sheamus at WrestleMania. I think that's the only person at this moment that could not, Just beat him, but take the burden of beating him. Because that's a major burden.
1: I think people were ready for Sheamus to win. From what I remember, Sheamus was white hot during that run. It was like, dude, this is the guy that's going to do it. And then, I mean, they had great matches with Drew and Sheamus and Gunther. It makes total sense that it will be Sheamus. And we haven't seen him for a while. And he's he's the kind of guy you want to root for. And then, like, if that's his last belt, so be it. I, I don't see him doing another... Maybe he takes another run at Seth's belt, maybe, you know, the heavyweight champion, the fighting champion. I see that. But a pit stop at the Intercontinental to close out the Grand Slam. I agree. I think he appears on NXT tonight, by the way. Dude, everybody's gonna Vince is gonna come out. I'm com- everybody I'm coming out. I'm everybody. coming out on NXT. Here comes Santi Zap. Whoa.
0: <laughs> I just hey. go out there with a the microphone. Patreon.com slash SantiZap.
1: <laughs> I come on, dude. We can't we need a, someone out there who's listening. We had one viewer go to Fastlane. Wrestling is a cool sign. Make it happen.
0: We need a wrestling cool sign. Uh, on, I'm actually gonna uh, put in these two questions kind of side by side because uh, sure. one of the questions was from Michael Larius who saw who said thoughts on the story of the LWO and the Street Profits and Bobby. I'm not sure how I um, uh, I'm not sure about it for me. Felt like uh, they only used it for a Carlito uh, introduction. Then we also had coldest ask. Uh, Do you think that Triple H's quote "Good things that come to those who wait" end quote with storytelling is always applicable? From my perspective. He seems to apply to every single story when not every story necessarily needs to be drawn out Some are just obvious and speak for themselves and others kind of of get stale and need an immediate boost For example, for me, that would be Carlito attacking Ray at Fastlane We know it's inevitable and I think it'd leave us excited to see what happens with the LWO. What
1: do you think? Carlito's a face Stop Let's accept this, dude I don't care if don't care if his moves a backstabber. He's fine. He, he's... Did you see that picture he took with John Cena at Fastlane? I mean, look at that. Sides are healing, okay? <laughs> did, John Cena got Did you see stabbed my the... Did you see my yes, quote I tweet did. to it? <laughs> I did. I did. It... He's fine. They're both these a face. No. He's he's
0: he is evil. Carlito is the mo- one of the most evil <laughs> WWE superstars Carlito.
1: of all time and we need him to be evil. He's just trying to live. Uh, to answer your questions, I feel the Street Profits are still cooking. They look great. They're a ring and tower are wearing all gold and black. Fantastic. I just think that whoever p- produced that LWO match and Street Profits didn't work out so well. They had better matches on SmackDown and Raw, respectfully. That one was kind of a dud when it came to that PLE at uh, Fastly. Um, I believe that Carlito didn't really do it for you because i didn't think he probably bought into what was being presented you know what i mean you ever get told to do something you're like that's a great idea i guess i'll do it that Mm. type of thing you know that's a good video idea i guess i'll make that video idea you're you're kind of in it but you do it because you gotta have to so i feel like carlito kind of had to go out there and do it but i I don't think it was as cool as his appearance at backlash because that's different Maybe his change of theme kind of, like, ruined his vibe. He was like, oh, that doesn't sound that good out here. It didn't Mm. sound
0: right. It didn't sound right. But, um, you know, like, the whole concept of those um, good things come to those. Yeah, the good things come to those that wait and dragging out storylines. Like, I don't think that he does it for every storyline. Weirdly enough, I think he does it for heel factions. I, uh, he, it, dude, he yeah. is a
1: heel fan. Dude. Yeah. He, if you're a heel, you're gonna have like Judgment Day, Bloodline, Damage Control. Story, damage damage Control is another one. A lot of, lo- I mean, look at LA Knight. His storylines are not that long. No, they've he been- literally had a feud with Viz. Done, moving on. You know, so I don't think he has. Maybe he doesn't know how to write a long storyline for a face. I mean, right now, then the the last one I can think of is Sami Zayn and Bloodline. Like, that was probably the longest face storyline because that one went for almost a year. And then it ended up being at Royal Rumble to get that payoff or at WrestleMania. I still think they um, were making that up as they went. It worked. Yeah. And it's, you're seeing that it's not working now, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they just ran out of ideas. And I think it's because they hoped that The Rock and Roman would have bailed them out at WrestleMania that's what they that's what they were building towards yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I don't yeah. I, I think Triple H is fine I mean there is a rumor that I read that uh it is like clear that Vince is out but I'm still convinced Vince I'm sometimes. we're dude it, look not not to not to wish ill
0: upon anybody once Vince McMahon passes away yep. that is the day I will believe nope. it but I still believe that like at the end of Saw 3 he has swallowed yep. a tape a a, a wax tape that once they do an autopsy, it's going to be 10 years of (laughs) storyline. Oh, man, I want to play a game. I want Bronson Reed to bury everybody. (laughs) Bronson's not even in the WWE anymore. I don't care. I I won Nakamura versus uh, versus Bronson Reed and Ricochet for an 18th time. (laughs)
1: <laughs> did, 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 did. he's written every storyline for 10 years ahead
0: <sighs> it's just Roman wins lol <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh, new oh heat order gosh new new heat order folks we had some questions about the new new heat order if this is your first time the new new heat order is not necessarily like who's the best wrestler it's about who's getting the latest heat for the human who has a big buzz surrounding them it's a fun thing that we do here we close out every wrestling is cool and it is it's just a fun thing that we kind of wrap a thing mm-hmm. and we kind of trying to find new formats. so here's a new new heat order going into it and someone said like maybe we should put um, you know, visual e- editing. Uh, and look, we'll get there eventually. Okay, we're just a two man band here, all right? We're, we're a two band. man band. <laughs> <laughs> and Sancho's got kids. <laughs> yeah, I do, dude. I love that moment from shout out to Seth Rollins and Drew opening Raw. They really nailed it, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You Drew, used to be in a band. <laughs> yeah, I love that. All right, here's your new heat order. Uh, number one, LA Knight going into lane By the way, LA Knight. Two John Cena, three Jimmy Uso, four Nakamura, five Drew McIntyre, six Rhea Ripley, seven Dominic, eight Solo, nine New Day, ten Seth Rollins, eleven Damian, uh, twelve Jade Cargill, thirteen Ivar, fourteen Pre-Deadly, fifteen Street Profit uh, Street Business, sixteen LWO, seventeen Nia Jax, eighteen Gunther, nineteen The Miz, and twenty eight Town Down Under. Now, I would like to start the New New Heat order in a new way by taking people off the list that you do not believe that it on the New New Heat order. So. Anytown down under warrant was not on No, it's right they are off. And again, the big thing is chat errors and viewers and wherever you are around the world. If you're not on TV, you're not on this new Heat Order, period. Uh I'm gonna take the Miz off as well. And I'm gonna I do I am cold on let's see. I'm looking here. I'm not a fan of Damien anymore, man. Like, dude, just just Fight JD McDonough or don't, bro. You know what I mean? Like, just get, just get off the pot. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's annoying. You you get too close to him, it's awkward. You say you want to finish him off, and then you kind of, <laughs> you know, like, like, come on, dude. Just, get, I'm tired of everything that's happening with that 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 Judgment Day storyline. So I'm gonna move, uh, put the order to move, remove uh the Damien and remove Jimmy Uso. I mean, granted, Jimmy did his thing, but I think he's just, he's not on the new new he order. He's not out there beating up faces. He's not saying, You're not making it to fast lane. And I always enjoyed that. <laughs> but now his time is done. He wasn't on fast lane and he, uh, he wasn't on raw. So that kind of comes a little bit, in my opinion. And um, I'm going to take Gunther off. I think Gunther having a feud with Bronson Reed, not, not doing it for me. Not doing it for me.
0: No, Gunther.
1: Not. Well, not. was he even on raw? No. No, he, he wasn't. He didn't even make an appearance. No, no. Gunther. So that leaves us with a kind of third spot open, the 11th spot open, 18, 19, and 20 open. So I will go down and read the cards for Fastlane, and you tell me who from Fastlane moves up a spot. Now, we don't have Cody on here. Well, Does Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso Yeah, now? now they're a team together. Now they're a team do they where did they move up to I think they gotta move up top five uh
0: because not only did they win the titles they were a mean buzz with the with the press conference and they defended their titles again on and Monday night well. Raw and did well and won uh so I, I think they're up high they're really up high I, I do like their 1d that's kind of cool the, the co-1d is what it should yeah. be called Michael Cole really missed an opportunity he called it the Cody 1d it's like dude co-1d that's that's what you got to call
1: it now I, I'm gonna put this as well on the table here. Drew McIntyre's top three for me. Okay, all right, I can vibe with that. I can vibe with be- that because the angle of a face not helping when heels do stuff, and being the solo face. It's rare. It's kind of it's rare and it's working yeah. really well. Yeah, it, and like he could be plugged in with any feud. It, he literally went from a feud with New Day. Straight to Seth Rollins, and it, and no one will bat an eye, and it's like, it makes sense eye. to me. Makes sense to me. So I put Drew ahead of Jay and Cody. Okay, okay. But I, but then I drop Nakamura below Drew and Jay and Cody. That's fair. Nakamura okay. is actually Not- quite down quite a bit, honestly. Okay, how far does Nakamura slide off for you? Because he's in. He was going into top four. Ah <sighs> I mean, the fact that it's now with a
0: Ricochet feud really drops him, like, in the 15-ish area.
1: I think it's a big fall. I I think below Nia Jax.
0: Yeah, I think I'd put him below Nia Jax because at least Nia Jax is in a cool kind of, like, four-way feud going.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, Does Asuka... uh, Unfortunately, I think Jimmy and Solo... I'm kind of cold on them now a little bit not in a negative way they're just they have nothing else. i think to do as right of now.
0: the recording of this it's fair to not have them right. on but i could totally see our next recording with roman reigns coming back them being in there
1: and we're just gonna put bloodline yeah i think the bloodline would be on one thing okay uh oscar charlotte Sky. i am you mentioned it i don't know where they go i think oscar and charlotte taking the pin or super charlotte and oscar is being regulated to a handicap against Super i, I street, would I
0: say know. charlotte and oscar off, and keeping eo on okay
1: i would put her i'm gonna put her at 20 right sancho i
0: hate to do this to you but you gotta carry for 30 seconds i got somebody at the door all right so you got at this the door.
1: i got this all right now up next is street profits and lwo i feel everyone out there in the chair santi uh, right now we have street profits around in the top 15 i think them Taking the L, we all, me and Santi both expected that they would win, but LWO would have the save from Carlito, and that didn't quite work out. And I think it kind of hurts Street Business a little bit, uh, the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. I mean, they, they did not dominate against LWO, which they should. Um, I am going to take Street Business down to right 19th place, I think, right above EO Sky. I'm still excited for that faction. I think they're still doing interesting things if they're trying to appease Bobby Lashley. The one thing, though, for LWO, with the addition of Carlito, I know Santi's not that hot on it. I still think that moves them right in the realm of the top 15, so I'm going to put them right behind Jade Cargill. Now, when Santi comes back, like we mentioned before earlier in the podcast, I've never seen WWE roll out the red carpet for any wrestler before, and especially any wrestler from a different promotion, like they have Jade Cargill. I am going to put Jade Cargill right basically in the top 10. I think she moves up a couple of spots, and I'm going to put her like right behind Rhea Ripley. I think she is definitely someone I want to see. And what I'm saying here, Santi, Mm -hmm. is I am putting Jade Cargill in the top 10 as someone who has got a lot of hype and buzz behind her
0: and i mean like we said it earlier in the episode this is not a thing that happens not at all. This is, you might get you know vignettes a la yep. brian pillman jr going to nxt and stuff but this like this style of red this is like almost literally a red carpet like it, the only yep. thing that's missing is the actual physical red carpet
1: and she might get it and uh, while you were gone i put street business down Fair. to the to the 20s area Fair. because they didn't dominate LWO and I put LWO I put them up a little bit. I put them in the 12s, you know. Is Carlito Car- in there? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LWO. Okay. Yeah. Carlito, yeah. Very very excited. I I rolled I roped them into one. Okay. Uh to one thing. So that's where I am. So I think does Judgment Day lose points for losing the belts?
0: 100%. 100%. I okay. would say so.
1: We've already taken Damian off because of his shenanigans with JD. Does Finn roll off the top 20? Because currently we don't have him on. And we have Dominic in seventh place right now
0: um oh dominic won an nxt title last week i know we usually okay. don't do nxt but that's big he won his nxt north american championship back rhea ripley becoming the wise mummy and like having direct face-to-face confrontations with the bloodline and out negotiating paul Heyman. i think I that's pretty fifth.
1: cool I, I put her in fifth i mean I, yeah. i'm not i'm not happy with direction i do like the little pigtail vibe and her being so like angry and aggressive I just think that's not where she needs to be now. But if that's I, the yeah. direction they're going, I think she's getting better at it. I so think I'd I, be
0: more inclined to have like Rhea and and Dom almost like together, and yes. then the rest of Judgment Day off. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, because because Dom needs to be on there because he won a championship. I have Dominic at seven. I think he still
1: holds on to that seven spot. Okay, all right. I think that's that might be fair then. Okay. Uh, I think uh, currently now we're on Nakamura, uh, Cena, and LA Knight. Now I still think LA Knight's number one with the bullet. I'm with lady. you. I'm with you. That I... dude, every yeah moment, everything he did was a pop. And I still think Cena, considering what he was doing, he still has a draw to him wherever he's going, and he's gonna he's gonna take a huge audience with him to NXT. So I, that's why I put him in two. I'm, two. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay you, with that being the one two. Okay. Uh, now we're moving on to Raw or or Solo and uh, Solo and Jimmy. Do you think Solo stays on the seventh spot? No, He's right now. Yeah. no,
0: no. Like you said, and um, they, they lost, and they kind of just—they were fodder for the rise of La Knight. I didn't feel like they were proper characters into this. I really just feel like they are the bad guys, and we need La Knight to to rise above them to, you you know, to use the scene, a rise above hate kind of thing. Um, okay. But I, I just, I, they just feel directionless. Yes, well, I mean, without their trouble cheat. Yeah, they just feel it's directionless. Working. By the way, shout out to Paul Heyman for not just fermenting his hair and, and really <laughs> okay. selling the stress that he's going through. I love it. I want to see this Friday when Roman comes back, he's flourished, his hair well, is back okay. to full black. I want, dude, <laughs> that awesome. would be awesome. I would
1: love that. That'd be a hidden vibe there. Okay, I put Seth Rollins in eighth. He's just right above. Like he's so you're not Rollins. feeling Rollins. Eh? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not feeling Super Rollins. Was... I I'm not, I'm not feeling Super Rollins, and I'm st- he still holds that gimmick, and I still don't vibe with it. He has the real sets in there, and the the real set that cuts great promos is in there. But I like what I do like is this notion of like. I'm here to fight Drew McIntyre type fight.
0: Okay. I, ah, this is tough because I like the, I like the new feud that they set up for him. I think that was one of the better last man standing matches in the last Mm -hmm. decade. Um, But yeah, man, like, I think the problem was the match type as great as it was. I think Mm -hmm. the match type, I think soured Rollins to a lot of people and started calling him, you know, the the super Rollins. And I think had it just been an extreme rules match, just an extreme rules match where they did all the same spots, I think i think would have been better for the seth rollins character because now it's just making people wonder like dude were you faking this back injury because like you you literally had your back just like uh, annihilated and you're just getting up every time so hey, I, back injuries are serious dude you sneeze you go wrong i know i know i've had a bad bad back injury for a while um and yeah like
1: i'm i'm he, i'm, he, so, I've I'm soured on eight. him too because of it so i put him on eighth yeah I mean, okay He's a champion. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Anyone main evented. adding him to Drew at Crown Jewel puts a little bit more of an excitement behind Seth Rollins. Okay, him, so that's wrong. okay, okay. And apologies if you hear my dog barking. I don't know what he's barking at right now. He is going ham. Um, Moving on, though, because we're near the end of the New New Heat order. Um, Does Ivar and New Day move up on the list? And right now, we have Ivar at 13th, and we have New Day at 9th
0: just i almost think they should just be one new day and ivar they're just so good they should be side by each i th- i think ivar should be above them now okay. um after the most recent episode of monday night raw with him winning the uh the viking rules match and oh my goodness he's so good ivar good. is so fun to watch like you get can, rid of that viking ring you're giving man i agree i agree I, it, it's,
1: he just goes like raiders. Just like, okay, my guy, you're stuck in a bad gimmick. We'll it's a
0: bad gimmick, but man, he is so good. That table spot was the gnarliest table spot of the last several days. And we just witnessed a Nakamura Rollins match that had like four of them. And that table spot with yeah. Ivar was just the gnarliest one of all. Man got grabbed by his beard. By his beard. I've, I it's been a while since I've seen a table shatter like that, where it was like, like 30 different little pieces.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. I am going down. Anaya uh, Jackson, Raquel. Raquel, does she could jump on the list here? Anaya is in 17th. I, I like Raquel. I like shoulder. what
0: I like what they're doing with all four of those women. I, I like that Shayna um, is is in uh, something meaningful. I like mm-hmm. that Rhea has multiple foils. I like that, you know, there is somebody like legitimate force like a nia Jax get, that could contend against the two muscle mommies as they're being dubbed in rhea ripley and
1: raquel rodriguez so mm-hmm. i like i like all four of those women right now all right you like all four so where are you putting raquel is she going to be above naya or do you put her b- below naya i would still put her below naya i would still put her below naya but above i will Nakamura and street profits
0: uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. i'd okay. even put ba- shayna baszler above nakamura and street Profits. Wow, yeah. you
1: love that angle, huh? I really like that angle. I really do. Okay, okay. I I like the 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 the, the V trigger that she threw down. Uh, it was it was very clean. It's filthy. I don't like her her promos are always hilarious to me. Um, Believe it. Have you noticed <laughs> she looks
0: like she sounds like Naruto? Yes. Okay. No,
1: well, not when you mentioned it for the first time. I'm like, okay, now I see it. <laughs> um, uh Ricochet, Bronson Reed, Chad Gable, um. Nothing moving the needle for me. I like Bronson Reed. I will I think Bronson Reed can do some things. I think he's up for me know. this
0: week after the most recent episode of Raw. Is he,
1: is he, is he below, right below WO? I think he's above Nakamura, personally. All right. Is so is he above Baszler and the ladies?
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say he's I would I mean he, you still have pretty deadly on this list by the way <laughs> yeah they they're gonna be off of this list even though they okay. um but I I this think way. I would put Bronson Reed right above that trio of Naya Raquel and in Shayna Baszler I think Bronson Reed um is cooking right now I think people just want to not like Bronson Reed simply because he's not Chad Gable
1: okay uh Jenny McDonough <laughs> I noticed that he. I noticed that he didn't wear black pants set in fast I wonder if we had anything to do with it. He wore gold pants. So shout out to you for changing up the look. Yeah. Uh, uh, Becky, like, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I want to like Tegan Knox, but there's just something. There about- it is. Yeah, here's the Wait. Tegan Knox hate. The no. biggest Tegan Knox hater on the planet, Sancho West. I don't know, dude. It's I like know, I'm hard, kidding. <laughs> it's hard to go from like the hard hitting. Like uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Rhea Ripley, and then you go into the, uh, you know, the Tegan Knox and Becky Lynch match, and it just didn't have that gravitas to it. There was some good wrestling there, but I feel like they were wrestling for an NXT crowd and not a big crowd.
0: Yeah, that, that no, I think you're 100% right. The problem with that match is that it was accidentally too built up, right, with the constant rescheduling and pushing Mm. back. It, right. it it led to a level of expectation when this was just supposed to be an open challenge acceptance, right? right? Had this just been like that one-off that it was meant to be, not this buildup, where we even had her in the crowd at no mercy, it would have been fine. But because there's the accidental buildup that I don't think was intended, it, it disappointed, even though had this just been the... The original plan, where she was supposed to be this pleasant surprise, somebody that we hadn't seen, somebody new that's about to get showcased, um, I think it would it would have landed more. So what they're doing, for example, with Lee if they mm-hmm. land that right, if if it's a match of this caliber between Xia Li and and Becky Lynch, I'd be pleased because I'm only expecting a one off with Lee But the thing is, is this buildup, accidental buildup that they ended up doing, caused higher expectations.
1: That's what I mean. Like, you put Becky Lynch on Raw fighting for the NXT belt. I'm expecting, like, a, a big pop-off. And it it kind of – it it fell flat. I mm-hmm. mean, I think Tegan Knox definitely is – they need a wrestler like that in there, like a bright, bubbly type sure. one for – like I said, for kids. I mean, I there's no problem with that. I mean, they, they had Bailey, and then who was the other one, the superhero? Uh... Oh, Nikki A.S.H. Yo, you know she – do you know why she's off television?
0: No. She's kidding. doing her doctorate. Really, yeah, Nikki Cross is
1: cool. She is wrestling and doing her doctorate, man. A lot smarter than us two clowns. Yeah, the, <laughs> d- talking on the internet about wrestling losers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so does Becky Lynch get in the top 20 then? Uh... I think she's below Io Sky, uh,
0: definitely below Io Sky. I think she's below Io Sky for sure. But yeah, I think we need to... I think let's have her in the top 20. I think she... She's appeared on Raw. She still is the man. Yeah. She's selling her... I know we don't count NXT, but, you know, she's making appearances she's like, oh, in
1: NXT. She's oh. in down there. She's going to be on this Tuesday Night War. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Let's do it. Last last match and the last one for... Her. And we already rated Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso at number four. The Sami Zayn and KO make the top 20? Is it fun seeing the boys at it again? I'd still say no. Blue, you're not hot on them. I'm not hot on them. I, I'm right. not Are they are they above Becky Lynch or below Becky Lynch? I think they're below Becky Lynch. Are they in the top 20? Or you want to go okay. back? Pretty what's deadly? what's 20 right now? There I mean we took so many wrestlers off. It's open like literally 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16, We have top 20 the 20 spot is open oh. and we took off we took off Street Profits. I mean, no, we they're on there. Uh, we took off uh A Town Down Under. Is there anyone that you you missed that you didn't see? The Miz? I, no. I guess I I guess they can crack the top 20, but at least for me, I'm not I'm just not high on them yet. Wow. Wow. Go from the hottest storyline in WWE wrestling history in the bloodline mm-hmm. to be regulated to the top twenty on the new new heat order. Wow. That's how it is sometimes, man. All right, here's a new order. You got LA Knight, John Cena, Drew McIntyre, Jay and Cody, Rhea Ripley, Jade Cargill at six, seven Dominic, eight Seth Rollins, nine Ivar. Dude, I'm really high in Ivar too. Uh, Ten New Day, twelve LWO, eleven Bronson Reed, twelve Nia Jax, thirteen Rhea, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, fourteenth Sh- uh, Shayna Baszler, fifteenth Nakamura, sixteenth Street Business, seventeenth EO Sky, eighteen Becky Lynch, nineteenth Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And you know what, twentieth? Go with eight town down under. You know, what oh, I mean? doesn't
0: yeah. even consult me. He just tosses wait, wait. it on there. Hey,
1: Tozawa, Tozawa for that one
0: moment. <laughs> you remember that moment? Yes, of course. Yes. Tozawa, Tozawa. I, I, Tozawa moments are like the highlight of Monday Night Raw for me. Wait, did you what put? T- the yeah, is he on the oh, list.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest thing, dude. Oh, the that pa- man does everything gold for what the what he has. Dude. Exactly, he does the job
0: perfectly doesn't have the the great the biggest job but the job that he has he crushes it i love i I love the tozawa sightings they do it so well there it is i I like that top 20 tozawa you earned it i love it i love it tozawa to dethrone the tribal chief (laughs) calling it here i love it uh i think we're done we're done i think we're done thank you very much for watching and or listening to this episode of Wrestling is Cool. Uh, if you were watching on YouTube, please consider leaving a like. Uh, if you're listening on podcast services, leave a review. I saw a bunch of you leaving Spotify reviews. You're cool. Uh-oh. Thank you for doing that. That I think that helps. I don't know what the Spotify algorithm is like, but do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, <laughs> Sancho, uh, what are you promoting these days?
1: Uh, my Twitch. Follow me on Twitch. It's all a good vibe, dude. We have good times. Fortnite's popping off. You good? <laughs> good? You good over there? Follow me in Sancho West and all things. We're having a great time playing Fortnite. Dude, Jack Skeleton's in Fortnite. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Michael Myers is in Fortnite. Fortnite, Fortnite. Fortnite's popping right now. Tozawa, next, brother. Tozawa in Fortnite. Uh, you can find me over on Twitch.tv slash Like app.
1: We have Gunther on the top 20. We put Tozawa <in Fortnite. laughs>
0: the power of tozawa thank you very much for listening to this episode take care be nice to somebody down suits but do you but do you feel him sir